everyone, and welcome back to our podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. Our objective here is to explore ways seniors can lead their lives well, and more importantly, finish their lives well. My name is Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here again with my good friend, Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. Hello, Hal. Hello, Randy. It's great to be together again. It is. We just finished a fascinating conversation on multi-generational relationships with you and Seth, our engineer on these podcasts. And if you haven't listened to it, I hope you go back and do do it. I want to talk today very directly about mentoring, what it means in a multi-generational context. I want to give some definitions. I want to share some things, and uh, I want to just unleash my thinking for a few minutes here, and then let's interact with it on with Randy. You know, multi generational mentoring or influence is really what the scriptures are all about. The scriptures are about passing the baton from one generation to the next. Happens in families. It happens in communities. It happens everywhere. God is the one who has designed the aging process, and he's designed it so that older people are always learning from younger people, and younger people are always learning from older people. You know, we might even call it reverse mentoring, but uh, the idea is we are to influence, and as older people, we want to pass the truth on to the next generation. There, I want to mention three books quickly, and I want to refer to them a, a, a minute that have really helped me. You know, Stanley and Clinton have written a book called Connecting Relationships You Need to S- Succeed in Life. Uh, it, it's really a wonderful book. They, they describe mentoring, listen, as a relational experience about sharing life in which one person empowers another by sharing God-given resources. Randy, that's what you and Seth did. You shared your experiences, your, your, your interest in him, and it benefited him. And you grew out of it, but it's the relational context. There's a book that I read that's, I would say it's the best book on mentoring that I know of. It's called Deep Mentoring, Intense Relationships. And I would say mentoring is all about relationships. You know, they happen all the time. They happen everywhere. Then there's another organization that I'm aware of. It's called Vantage Point 3. Check it out, vantagepoint3.org in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They have written a little book called The Mentoring Guide. (laughs) Mentoring, as they say it, is simply walking intentionally with others. You know, I think that's Jesus' whole life. He walked with the disciples. He mentored them. He showed them what it meant. He was interested in them. He asked them questions. Do you understand what's going on? You feed them. So the scriptures, you talk about Moses and Joshua. You know, there's a 40-year mentoring relationship. I think back in my own life and all the people who have mentored me, both men and women, I wouldn't be where I'm at had it not been for older people influencing me in my life. So let me take that a little apart a little bit more and frame it up. What does it mean? Uh Vantage Point 3 says mentoring happens in a number of ways. Disciplers. Disciplers are people who help develop basic skills about knowing and follow Jesus. That's a type of mentoring. Whether it's taking people through the NAV 2-7 program or whatever it is, 
you know, you're helping people to form the fundamentals of following Jesus. There are spiritual mentors helping others pay attention to the movement of God in their life. I mean, listening to you and Seth talk, Randy, I think you were a spiritual mentor. I mean, you're, you're helping him to understand how God's moving in his life and what it means. There were coaches, coaches who are mentors. They help provide presence and processing and clarify perspectives. Randy, that was part of your relationship. There are teachers who give specific information. You know, I think of all my athletic coaches in my younger years, they, they taught me about the sport that I was with, the basketball, track, running, et cetera, et cetera. And, and there are sponsors there where you may be a mentor for a group, you know, and helping them to understand things. Uh, there's another book that has really helped me. It's called uh, Stepping Up by Dennis Rainey, uh, Family Life Today, which he built under a Campus Crusade, but uh, just a fascinating ministry. He, in his book about the develop, he has five stages of a man or person's development. And he says the fourth stage of life, which is basically looking at your 60s and 70s, is the mentoring season in life. And he, give, he gives some definitions. Let me read these to you. A mentor is a life coach, a tutor, an instructor who recognizes that he has the privilege and duty of passing the baton to the next generation. Stepping up and being a mentor can become one of the most definitive and courageous steps in a man's life. And by the way, I just think that's the value of the church. As a pastor, I would give my right arm for men and women to shepherd, to come alongside younger people and love them and encourage them and be the examples of following Jesus. Rainey says, every person needs a mentor. Every person needs to be a mentor in this stage in our 60s and 70s. We need another man, another woman to speak into our lives, cheering us on, imparting the courage to persevere, summoning us to keep stepping up. In turn, we need to mentor others. This is our generational responsibility. He says a mentor purposely builds life lessons into those he mentors. So as you consider being a mentor, think through what makes life work for you at home, at work, and your relationship with Christ. And really, that's what happened with you. As Seth came in the back door, Randy, you were there with a smile, said, hey, I'm here. I mean, you didn't say those words right away, but eventually Seth got the message, hey, this guy cares about people. He cares about me, and I'd like to tap, tap into his brain. And then just for a minute further, uh, Dennis Rainey gives a whole bunch of categories. And let me list them, and then I'll summarize it, and then we can take this apart a little bit. You know, handling the pressure and balancing the pace of life. Yeah, you know, everybody needs help. And I need help in that. <laughs> Randy, you help me. Working with people, building and keeping friendships with other people, the value of friendships, investing in your marriage. Who's encouraging you in your marriage? How are we encouraging each other? I mean, there's something called peer mentorship. That's Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Resolving conflict. You know, I just finished a process in our church about going through conflict resolution, uh, facing unexpected crises or tragedies, managing your finances, developing a real relationship with God, reading, understanding, and applying the scriptures, raising your children, developing the type of character and perseverance needed to succeed at work. You, you know, 
Randy, that's what you've done with Seth. Seth, you've mentored Seth. You've been a friend to him and helping him leave the church, going into a different business world, back into the church. And now, Seth, you're running your own business. And the last one Rainey mentions is growing through failure. I mean, we could talk a whole podcast about how God uses our failures to help us develop as grown people. You know, you don't grow without making failure, uh, without going through failures and, you know, hardships in your life and how well we are willing to talk about that and share that with younger people is a powerful thing. So all these things are facets of mentoring or multi-generational leadership where the older person is praying. Now, let me make one quick summary statement. I think this is all led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit pieces us together and helps us. He positions us in the body of Christ, in a family, older, younger. Uh, and we have a responsibility in that relationship to follow the Holy Spirit. And that's why I love, Randy, your incest relationship. I mean, I think the Holy Spirit led you through normal things in a community's life, and you followed, each of you followed what God was wanting to do in your lives. And it was a wonderful friendship and a wonderful relationship, and hopefully it'll continue for years to come. So. That, that's kind of a framework for me of the importance of multi-generational friendship, mentoring, being involved in each other's lives. Now, help me take that apart, Randy. Well, I think you've summarized quite a few things, Hal, today. And uh, I think those are good resources for people to refer back to. And if they want more information about the well, the various potential aspects of, of mentoring, the various potential roles of it, uh, the various opportunities to jump in uh, and help somebody else out uh, that you just listed. Uh, those resources are really valuable, Hal. And I think uh, any anybody who might have, even the, just the slightest interest could could refer back to this podcast and and go find one of those resources to help them think through what that person wants to do with that idea that I would like to be a, a mentor or, or to help other people. And <clears throat> so the practicality of this, Hal, is I think you and I have talked about Mentoring can be so many different things, but one of the things it can be is just a uh, a father or a grandfather in a family helping younger people in my family. That's mentoring. Am I correct on that, Hal? It is. The simplest definition that I read there is from Vantage Point. Mentoring is intentionally walking with others. I think the opportunities to do it are all around us. I think some people hear the word mentoring and say, well, I don't know enough about mentoring. I'm not in a position to mentor anybody else. Well, the idea of mentoring is how you come along somebody and care for them and build into their lives and help them grow and uh, just love them. I think that's the way it starts. That's what you and Seth did. You just love Seth. You got to know him walking through the back door. 
and you did it enough times that there's something happened there. He responded to you and you responded to him. I think that's the way it happens. There are people all around us, and but we're not paying attention. We think we're not adequate to do these kinds of things. Where the scriptures would say, you have everything you need to do, Habecker, to come alongside somebody and love them and encourage them and intentionally walk with them through life. That's what I think mentoring really is. But I have found how having uh, been able to be involved in a fairly sizable number of relationships with guys uh, through the through the last, let's just say, seven, eight, ten years, younger guys, is that you you do kind of graduate a little bit in the relationship. You 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 know it can graduate from just friendship and networking, uh, which is very casual. What I mean by networking is just, let's go have a cup of coffee and uh, I want to find out a little bit more about you. Uh, And if you get to find out a little bit more about me, great. But um, let's, let's just spend an hour together and, and, and be, be a little bit more uh, friendly with each other. We get to know each other. But it can graduate from that to let's try to do this more frequently. And uh, let's see if we can't do it once a month. Let's see if we can't do it every other week. Uh, Where it begins to gradually move from a very casual friendship to a more, uh, shall I say, directed and purposeful uh, series of meetings. With a purpose, with a purpose behind it, it's, the purpose isn't always defined. It's totally up to that that partnership, this meeting, what that purpose might be. It can be many purposes. Um, it can be that I just want to have somebody else to visit with, who is not directly involved in what I do, uh, who is not, who doesn't have a dog in my fight, but who cares about me. And uh, uh, and who may be able to give a perspective that is a little more objective. And if that person happens to be 20, 30, 40 years older than I am, uh, that perspective might be based on some things that that person has seen and done and been through that are very interesting to me and, and I suspect very helpful. Um, I'll be the judge of that, of course, but I'm interested in finding out what their perspective is. And once it begins to move to that, Hal, then I find that you have some kind of uh, coaching, if you will, relationship in that. Some kind of mentoring, and it's a more intentional relationship, if you will, rather than just casual, how you doing, what happened this week. You know, it goes beyond that. It goes to a discussion about meaningful things in person, in each other's lives, but a meaningful thing in the in the mentee's life is primarily what we're talking about. Uh, another thing I just want to add to this, uh, mentoring is not the thought pattern. I've got a whole bunch of wisdom and I've got to dump it on Seth or younger people in our church. Uh, that that is not mentoring. Mentoring, I mean, I think of Jesus. 
The command spiritually to the church, Matthew 28, is go therefore and make disciples. So I think what Jesus is saying, do you take the initiative in loving other people to understand who they are and how you can encourage their love and development to follow Jesus? You just pay attention to people. That is a, an intentional responsibility I have as a Christian. I can't just live for myself. I have to intentionally give myself a way to help others grow. That's discipling. Luke 640, no pupil is above his teacher, but every pupil after he's been carefully trained will be like his master, his teacher. So what we want to do is share our lives with others so that our lives are an encouragement to them. I think of what Paul said, I want to become all things to all men so that I can reach some. So in a church, how can we as older men and women in a church love younger people to encourage them on? It means paying attention to them. It means striking up conversations with them. It means finding out where they're at. It means loving them and encouraging them to pursue what God has started in their lives. I mean, it's this idea of intentionally engaging other people. And that's the mindset I think Christians ought to have. You know, that's what you were thinking this, about, Randy, and that back door. Some of this goes back to what you perceive as and you you learn as how as you learn more about your yourself as you visit with your friends what your gifts might be in terms of a relationship and those gifts can vary a great deal but they're all worthwhile gifts and they can come out in various discussions they may be specific. For example, uh, you've mentioned that your coaches helped you in a very specific way in your early life. And in a sense, that's mentoring, that, that, that they helped you with skill building, I think, in your life. So someone may say, I have a specific need and I want to find a specific person to visit with about it. Uh, and it might be related to my work. It might be related to my relationship. It might be related to my family. It might be related to my boss. It might be related to my uh, <clears throat> uh, my my the, the way i li i'm living my life uh my habits so i want somebody with specific experience in those things to help me to give me some kind of specific input and what i'm hearing you say hal and i i think we both agree on this is that we all have different spiritual gifts and some of those gifts may involve almost a life coaching kind of capacity where the person can speak into all those aspects of somebody's life and help them with them. What I found with myself personally, Hal, is that I never considered myself as much of a mentor as I did a coach. And the reason for that is that 
I tended to get involved with younger guys who were working and having some kind of challenge with their work. So when it evolved into the work affected my marriage or is affecting my marriage, the work is affecting my family, the work is affecting my life around me, Uh, I didn't stop and say, wait a minute, you're going beyond my capacity here to give you meaningful input. I just continued to listen and to try to respond in an encouraging way without giving advice that I didn't really have. Good advice, for example, about how to save your marriage. I don't I've been married for quite a few years, Hal, 55, as a matter of fact, and I don't consider myself to be a marriage expert, though. I don't know that I would give good advice. So all I'm saying is that, yes, it's about listening primarily, but also about recognizing that I have a variety of gifts that I can bring to that meeting, and I don't even know sometimes what they are till we get into it and have the discussion. I think you're right. As I reflect, let me say a few summary things, and you might have a few summary thoughts as well, Randy. You know, I have a a ton of men and women, as I mentioned, who have influenced me profoundly in my life. I would not be where I am in life. I would not be the person I am in life had these people not been in my life. For example, I had a preaching professor. Uh, He was a mentor to me in preaching. I worked with him, public speaking. I had a mentor in all uh, all kinds of different areas in my life. But with all of those influencers, with people who I spent time with, I knew one thing more than anything else. These people loved me and they valued me. They didn't consider me as a performance person and I didn't consider them as a performance person. They just loved me and helped me wherever our conversations led. And it's made all the difference in my life. I had a particular theologian who helped me to learn to think theologically. It just, he made the biggest difference in my life. But above all else, he was a friend and I knew he loved me and he didn't grade me on my theology or my preaching professor didn't grade me what he did in class, but he didn't grade me in my, my, my abilities in that sense. And more recently, uh, I lost a very good friend at the end of December. This, this man reached out to me 46 years ago, and he simply said this. He said, Hal, would you come up and have lunch with me at my place of business where I work? And I didn't know what he wanted, but of all things, he just wanted to love me. He wanted to reach out to me as a friend and said, I care about you. And he was a spiritual mentor. He, to me, all my life. And he went to be with the Lord just at the end of December. And I bet for 46 years, he and I had lunch, generally speaking, once a month together. All those years, there were some exceptions. But I cannot tell you the impact of his life on mine. And I knew, I mean, the biggest impact was he loved me. He cared for me. He encouraged me. 
And of course, these kinds of people, particularly men who have influenced me, are part of my frame of reference. And that's what I want to do. And I think that's what it means to pass the baton to the next generation. Would you agree with that? I mean, I do. About that? I do. I do completely. I think you're, you have more than you might, you have more <clears throat> stored away, saved up than you can possibly even re- register in your own head or think you have. And it's there for the taking and it's there for use. If you can find those kinds of friendship relationships that allow you to, to speak into somebody else's life or to walk alongside them and encourage them. And however many years we have left in this life, and none of us know that, we have time to give our lives away. And I'll close with uh, Dennis Rainey's line. I love this line. Every man needs a mentor and every man needs to be a mentor. We, we can mentor each other. We need each other. And the younger generation needs us now more than ever before. We may think they're distant and they don't want us. But let me tell you, I don't, I don't know of any person who doesn't want to be loved in some way. So how we reach out and engage people. I think, and that's the mission of Finishing Well Ministries. You know, I want to encourage older people. You, you have a tr- we have a tremendous opportunity to impact the next generation. Let's not miss it. You know, society, culture, we have our distances. But let me tell you, the love of Jesus overcomes all age differences. It comes o- o- over all di- differences. And our ministry, we, we just want to encourage older people to reach out and young people. You know, in your church, love them. I don't care where they're at. They may be in high school. They may be in junior high. They may be young marrieds. They may be having young families. They may be in the middle of a, a, a blooming crisp, uh, uh, career job, ministry, whatever, but love them and let's make a difference for Jesus. Amen. Amen on that. Amen for sure, Hal. Well, thanks, Randy, for being an encourager, mentor to me. You you and I have a peer relationship. And I just want to encourage all of the listeners to just be about that kind of impact in our lives and let's do it together for the kingdom of God. So it's been fun being with you again in this podcast, thinking about mentoring. Thanks, Randy, for being here with me. Thank you, Hal. And I encourage you to go to other, our podcast point of reference, finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast. And write us at hal at finishingwellministries.org with a suggestion or things that you'd love to hear us talk about. And may God bless you and encourage us to be faithful to him. Take care. Godspeed. Godspeed.